Hi, I'm Kelly Vaughn. I'm Greg Beckett. And we are providers for Thrive 360. And today we are discussing what it means to thrive. <laughs> yes. That's a big question. It is. It's a huge question, but it's awesome. It's, it's one of my favorite things to talk about, what it means to thrive. So I, I have a little story, Greg, too. Well, not a story, but sort of um, just an, an analogy that, is it okay if I start with that? Yeah. Because I know you, sure. you don't know what's. So <laughs> when, when I work with clients, I have a video of a palm tree. It's a beach scene because everybody or a lot of people like um, beach scenes. So I have this palm tree and it's just one palm tree. And in the background, there's a bunch of other palm trees and the wind is going and the waves are coming in. And I, I started looking at this palm tree and I thought this was so interesting because all the other palm trees are growing pretty straight. And this particular palm tree is, is kind of growing crooked. It kind of grows in an S shape. Mm -hmm. And I asked people to take a look at this because when you and I are working with clients, you know, they think they're, they're just wanting to change one thing. But behind the, the change is this desire to really thrive. And so when I ask them, I say, look at this palm tree. And they say, well, you know, it, it, it's crooked. I said, yeah, but it's still figured out how to be the best expression of a palm tree it could be. It's still a perfect expression of a palm tree. And I start off a lot of times with this analogy because it gets people thinking that there's all sorts of ways to be successful. And maybe, maybe life wants us to thrive. Okay, so I've not heard that analogy before. And the, Well, you don't have the video in your well, eye. No, I don't. No, this is the first time I've heard it from you. So. Yes. And I think what's really interesting about it is the first thing I go to is individuality. Yes. That we all have different circumstances and that palm tree had a different circumstance than the one that was just going straight, whether it's inside it or the where the sun hits it or the nutrition it got, and it's still doing the best it can. Totally. In its own way. And it doesn't have to be straight and tall like everybody else to be viable. Yes. Right? To be um, accepted, to be uh, part of the grove to actually, if it's coconuts, have coconuts on it. It could still be bent and have coconuts on it, you know? Well, and I think that's one of the interesting points about nature is that there is a, there, there's just an automatic thriveness. That's a new word I just made. Okay, I'll and, <laughs> and automatic thriveness coded in that, you know, nature isn't asking, oh, I wonder if I deserve to be a palm tree. I wonder if I deserve to become an oak. I wonder if I deserve to be the best cat I can be. And, and the difference between um, those, those natural elements, and I will remind all of us that humans are part of the natural world. We sometimes forget yep. that, but we, we are very capable of complicating that that innate thriveness we forget about it we are taught oftentimes to forget about it would you agree with that i'm not sure if i agree or disagree because i had a thought going through my head while you're saying that okay I go, oh 
So it, as we're all unique, right? And I go back to that and individual, I have found about accepting that uniqueness or accepting is for like, we're talking about how it is to thrive. How, what does it mean to you or I to thrive? Yes. And if I, everybody, or my, let's just talk about me or clients or whatever, I don't, is accepting who we are, what our current situation is, what our limitations at this moment are, what our talents are, what we know, what we don't know, and really know who we are in this moment, right? Yes. Who, what we have, and then to take that and build on that and not have to feel like we have to be, like your story, the rest of the grove. Yes. Because some of those other palm trees, if we're going to talk in that metaphor, have no idea who they are. They just keep going along. <laughs> yeah. You know, and sometimes the crooked and the bent and the that had to figure something out and you have something different that allows you to thrive in a different way that's still needed if we're going to now go to people in society, in families. I mean, a lot of people say the term, oh, I'm a black sheep of the family. Well, sometimes that black sheep is needed, the black sheep, right, is needed to help the other ones learn something different yes. or to see within themselves. And I think acceptance of who we are and then learning more about where we want to go is important to thrive. Totally, totally agree. All agree with every single thing you said just now. And knowing that that acceptance, it really is, can be for a lot of us, a lifelong process. Because if going back to what I said that humans tend to complicate things and we forget that we really do have this natural built-in uh, intelligence that wants us to thrive and this process of forgetting in order to remember. So as, as children, oftentimes we are taught that external circumstances dictate our worth, our value, um, dictate who we are, what we think of ourselves. And so it becomes this process of growing out of that, that childhood mindset and really getting to a place where you begin to question, can I accept myself? What do I need to do to be able to accept myself? Do I need other people's permission in order mm -hmm. to accept myself. <laughs> <I'm so> <laughs> okay. Yes. Yes. So talk to talk to me. What what button I just hit on that? Well, you know, it, it's 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 almost like the individuating process. Yes. For some people, it happens as teenagers. Some people, it happens at in their twenties, in their thirties. Some people, it doesn't happen until after they're married, had kids, and moved on and got divorced or widowed or whatever reason. It doesn't matter. They could be up in age. So it's like, okay, who am I? That's the question, who am I and what do I want out of this life? Because it's limited time. We don't know how long we're here. Yes. Some people are lucky or unlucky. It's all about perspective that they hear a long time. Some people don't want to be here. And I, I think once we, and I go back to acceptance again, is we accept the childhood that we had. We accept those circumstances. And some of them, for some people, have been horrendous to them, right? Yes. And some of it have been what other people think are magical, but for themselves, it's still horrendous to the person that had the magical life. Yes. Because they're, they were withheld from being whoever they were gonna be, even though they had everything. A lot of people think um, having, having stuff, having yes. things is what makes it, makes you thrive. But the, I've had clients and so many people that have everything, quote unquote, 
and are still not happy. So it goes back to like, when do you individuate? When do you start accepting yourself? It goes back to acceptance, right? And then deciding who you want to be or where do you want to go? And, and that whole thing about you were talking about relearning is like as kids, we're just ourselves. And then at school, they say, oh, you can't do that. Or, oh, you don't act like that. Girls do that. Boys do that. This person, that person. Oh, that's not in our level of society, right? That's not who we are. Oh, that's what less fortunate or whatever it is. And then when we grow up, we find out we're all the same if we choose to. And then who do I want to be? Totally. And a lot of that work, would you agree, um, entails that that questioning process is really about changing belief systems. <laughs> Always belief systems. Always BS. Belief systems. BS. It's just a bunch of BS belief systems. <laughs> <laughs> Belief systems are everything because we take on our parents' belief systems. We take on our our school, our church, our community, um, the media, uh, the hype, all of that. And we just absorb it until we can start making decisions what's right or wrong. And what's really incredible is to see some really young people saying no. Yes. And sometimes those people that are saying no at an early age are the ones that's ostracized and have to find their own way even more because they're individuating early from certain things. And then they're ostracized. But when they get older, people are like, oh, I wish I did that. Everybody's always wishing for that grass is greener on the other side. And it's really our own individual journey that's important. Well, and I love the the question that you asked earlier, who am I? Because that really is the the big question. And it's interesting when I work with people one-on-one, how many people have never stopped to ask that question, who am I? And we oftentimes believe that who I am is what I have been told to believe about myself. And when you ask people, if they've never really explored this question, how often they will go to the roles that they play. And, you know, I am a mother, I am a wife, I am a neighbor, I am a sister, I am a daughter, I am whatever it is. All of the the encompassing roles that kind of pour into uh, our, um, our identity. And then, you know, I ask them to say, okay, so who are you? You take all the, take all the roles away. Who are you? And then people look and they're like, oh, wait blank, a second. Blank, blank. And I say, I oh, and, okay, so, and, and then, so who are you without your judgments, without your opinions, without your personality? Who are you? Without your hobbies? Without who, your job. Without, oh, without exactly. your career. And then you, so, so walking people through this process, it's just like, okay, when, who were you in the womb? Did you not breathe? Did you not have a beating heart? Did you not exist? Was there not an existence? Hmm. So you, in that conversation, I have that conversation to kind of bring it around to people to really introduce them to the idea that you have this this substance within you, this in this intelligence, this brilliance that is coded into the natural world. It's coded into every living, breathing organism that everything has this, what I call brilliant intelligence, life force, energy. There's so many names to call it, but it is this thing within you 
within everything. And if you begin to ask the question with that in mind, who am I takes on a whole new meaning and you might not get an answer right away, but I think it begins this journey of exploration that can really open up a lot of things for people. I know it opened up a lot for me. I, I hear you and I hear all those descriptors and I sort of simplify it for myself because I'm yes. a bit of a simple person, I think, but magical. <laughs> Tell me more about that. We're just magical beings. Yes. I mean, if how many different, how, how what change or what just different DNA or a different parent or a different something that we would have been different than we're than somebody else, right? Yes. So we we are here. I believe we're here for a reason. We're here to grow. We're here to change, and we're here to also move through hardship. No one learns their lessons through all joy. True. And I've met people that have had a lot of joy that are miserable because they don't have, whenever a hardship comes up, they can't thrive through it. Oh, they don't have resilience. Right. They can't thrive through it. They yeah. don't, they don't have, I, resilience is an interesting word because resilience is you can still pop back, but still not deal with the issue. True. Right. So we're talking about moving through things, the things that we're afraid of. And I know I tend to talk about fear a lot because usually when things come up, it's what are you trying to move through? What are you afraid of? And to have the capabilities or to be able to, maybe you don't have the capabilities, that's fine. Maybe it's learning to know that you have access within yourself or even with, with family, with friends, with other people to help you to move through those hard times. Yes. Much like I had uh, someone who, who, who not too long ago had a family member pass. And it's easy to say, I'm sorry. And a lot of people say, okay, thank you, but there's not a authenticity. To, I mean, people are doing the best they know how, right? Yeah. But for me, it's to say, hey, I am not in your position, or I have been in your position because it's a parent or something. And I know it's a hard time and know that there's a lot of people with you to help you move through this part of life's journey. So it's a not, it's, 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 cause a lot of people avoid the hard stuff, including myself at yeah. times. I mean, I, I'm not, you know, we all have our, we all will continue to have our stuff, right? So as we move through those things and we're real about it, Hey, you're having a hard time and I'm here for you and know that you're going to move through it. It's when people feel like they can't move through it that they have to say, okay, well, who am I that I can't move through this? Why am I not moving through this? What do I need? How can I reach out to a provider, so to speak, or a, or a change worker or whoever it is that can help me or a family or a friend? I mean, in the way back when, tribal and all that kind of yeah. stuff, you know, the men would gather and the women would gather and they'd actually talk about stuff yeah. because they had no one else. And so it's just really important in when we talk about thriving is to have a community, even if it's a community of you and someone else, yes. to be able to share authentically who you are. And it goes back to that thing about being an individual, someone that accepts you, that you know is going to be there. At the same time, sometimes those people change and you have to be willing to go through the change of those people changing places. Like it's not always going to be 
your sister from, it may be, hey, I'm not knocking sisters or brothers, but people, they change too and have different needs and wants. So in thriving, we also have to be open to that change of our identity. And, and you were talking really well about, you know, our roles and, 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 and who we are, mother, daughter, sister, brother, uh, uh, our identity of work and stuff. And I like to look at it too in the same way, but I talk to clients about it, we're in a play or a movie. So what role have you been cast in that you've chosen or that you've allowed someone else to cast you in? And then when you decide to change the script, they're like, well, where's my lines? We're not doing the same thing. And they get upset because you're changing. And sometimes then it changes the whole cast because you're growing into, you're done with that show. You've yeah. moved on to the next show of what you want to do and, and where you're going to go and how you want to feel and how you want to present yourself. So, you know, thriving is a really interesting, yeah. <laughs> all-encompassing question. Well, and... I love your your use of the word magical, that we are magical <laughs> beings. So I guess if I were to hope that anybody listening to us, that they take something away, my hope would be that people remember that they are a magical being. Every single one of us, we are magical beings. We are the only species with the ability to create our realities. That we are participants. That we are participants in this, this game, this stage of, of what we call life. That we get to have dominion and agency. And we can ask questions and we can... Um, we can change our mind and we can learn and grow and all of these things. And part of that, the second takeaway that I would love people to, to have as they um, listen to this is that is to reframe the whole idea of that life is meant to be a struggle. I agree completely with struggle is necessary but I believe that so many of us have just been taught that life, that either life is always a struggle or that the goal in life is to always be happy. And if we are anything less than happy, then we must be doing something wrong. But it is really allowing a space that encompasses all of it. Both, right? It's Both. it's all of it. Yeah. I, I, I see so many clients that have been indoctrinated into this belief that if they if if they aren't happy that happy is the ultimate goal and if they aren't happy they must be doing something wrong there must be something wrong with them can i jump in yes if they're not happy they're depressed if they're not happy they're sad yes. as if there's only like three yes. or four emotions yes. in this world and they're always the extremes yes when it's all about subtlety and appreciation, I can be sad and happy at the same yes. time, actually. Yes. You know, I'm sad about not getting something, but I'm excited about what it turned in, turning into or getting that aha moment of why something didn't happen. Yes. And then you can, it's all about perspective. And that's where we have our, what was the word you, dominion? Dom, dominion. Do, yeah. yeah. Agency. Over our thoughts and our perspectives, which is part of the... BS, right? Yeah. yeah. 
Well, and it's also part of the, the, the magical beingness because we, again, are the only creatures that have dominion and agency that we can really stop in a moment of time and say, okay, wait a second. Can I become aware of my thinking? Can I become aware of the feeling? Can I become aware of the pattern that is being played out based on the belief system that may or may not be beneficial because belief systems are familiar, but they're not always beneficial. (laughs) Or they are for a time and we grow out of them and then that's where we get stuck because we keep going back to the same belief system that's no longer working for yeah. us that needs to be updated like a computer or anything else. Yes. Yeah. And I don't know if this ever happens to you, but when when I'm sitting with a client and I ask them, well, what do you want? Well, I don't want to worry anymore. What do you I, want? I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to do this thing anymore. I don't want to be this way anymore. That's what they don't want. Yes. Well, That's what, what they don't want. Right? Well, and then so one of my favorite questions is, okay, so tell me if if you don't want to worry anymore, what would you be doing? Well, I want to be worrying. I would not worry. So it, it's this this reframing from from what I don't want. I mean, this is so embedded into our culture. That's Just, why we get along. That's why we get along, <laughs> you and I, because we. We, we have the same ideal or we've learned finally, right, in our own lives. Yes. It's not what we don't want. It's what we do want. And I know that we talk about that a lot yes. in our sessions and yes. stuff like that is where do you want to go? That's all over. Take the lessons from what it, you yes. were and what you don't want and how do you turn it into what yeah. you do want? That's the whole thing. So I have to bring this up because I'm so excited about this information. So this idea of what do you want what do you want? You got to create the picture. You have to know at least a sense, even if you don't know it in full detail, where are you moving towards? And I just recently learned, we were talking about, you know, the 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 caterpillar story that everybody knows, the, the transformative journey of the caterpillar and how they uh, build a chrysalis and, and something magical in that chrysalis happens. And Well, what is happening is that all of the cells of the caterpillar are breaking down. They're breaking down and breaking down and breaking down and breaking down to the point where the only thing that is left of the caterpillar are what they refer to as, you ready for it? Mm -hmm. Imaginal cells. I heard this and I was so excited. I was, it just blew my mind because I thought, oh my gosh, imaginal cells. So built in to the caterpillar are is the blueprint, the image of becoming a butterfly. You say the image and you said the imaginal cells. And I'm sitting here going, so imagine yes. what it's like to not worry. What would you do with that time? What would you do with that energy? Because yes. we're really talking about energy. Yes. What would you do with all of those moments of that cup of coffee or cigarette or whatever it is that you do and you're just fiddling and fiddling and not getting anything done, yeah. not moving to not this, not that, not the other, whatever. And what if you were? What would that imagine? Imagine, because then we build an image in our mind Yes. that we have somewhere to go to. And and that's it, that ultimately creates the blueprint. The butterfly. Because the function of the mind is to create coherence between the belief system being held and the reality that actually ends up happening. And so you've 
you, that that's you've got to change the picture. Well, you know how it was really big a few years ago, and it's, some people still do it, and I think it's great. Is the vision boards? Yes. Because it gives a physical image of what yes. they want in their lives, right? It gives a physical image. They can see it when they get up. And, and I find it interesting when I have a client say, but I have an image board and none of it's happening. But yet opportunities show up to take them to do what the work yes. <laughs> that needs to be done to get to that images that they have of the lifestyle they want. But they're like, but if I sit on the couch and have an image board, it'll happen. No, yes. you got to take the effort. Yeah. You have to be the, and show up individually, which is thriving, right? Yes. Being your authentic self yeah. because no one else has that vision that you have. Totally. So it's, yeah. Yeah, you have to take you have to take action. I always say the nervous system doesn't speak English, but but it understands action, and you have to be in action, even if it's a even if it's a tiny action. And part, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm I'm laughing because again we're on the same page. Um, a lot of times you're talking about clients and, and and not knowing what they want and 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 being stuck is what I get a lot yeah. of people. And I say, okay, when you do you drive the same way to work every day? Yes, of course they do. Or, you know, when they, uh, for me, it started with walking my dog. I knew I had to make a change, but I didn't know what change to make. And I realized I was in the habit of going out. I have two lovely little puppies. And I would go out the door, out the gate of my house and go to the right. Every day I'd go to the right. And I said, wait a minute, Greg, come on. You have to make a change. Let's start with a simple change of going left today of just going yeah. left. Yeah. That's it, just going left. Left going to work or left walking the dogs or doing something out of pattern is already making a change towards what you want. And from that, later on in the day, I decided to do something else different. And it's bringing our conscious mind totally. to being present to what we're doing instead of just doing it subconsciously or in, in without thinking, you know, just doing the same pattern because it doesn't work for me anymore. Yes. My BS, my belief system, belief system. I needed a prompt. Mm -hmm. My belief system wasn't working anymore. And just by taking a left. And I know I say that in yeah. other, you know, sessions and stuff like that, but it's really that simple to make a change or say no or say yes. How about yes to the things you've wanted to do that you've been saying no because you're afraid. And allowing yourself, because it might go against some of your belief systems that you oh. were taught as a 12-year-old or a seven-year-old or in school or in church or in work or whatever it is. But you know what else too, too? we were talking um, business-wise and stuff about in our, our business or any business and how everybody says, oh, someone's really successful and they have this website, we're gonna do it just like theirs. Mm. And everybody does it just like theirs, then everybody all becomes the same, but then they really praise the person as they're doing something different. You can't do that, you can't do that, and they do it, and it becomes successful. Then everybody runs over mm. and does it just like them. It's so weird that that individual person or idea or things, them being themselves and saying, I'm not gonna be like everybody else, becomes successful and thrives in their life. Yeah. And, you know, I really am aware that I had to get a very clear picture. And you know this because you and I have had many discussions about this. You know, you following the pack and it can be very easy. It can be very comforting somehow. And it's it's almost like we believe that we are getting the um, the checklist of action. If you do this and do that and do this and do that, then you're going to be successful safety of the pack yes safety of the pack except 
except I had to realize that a lot of those action steps were things that I didn't want to do. Not authentic. Exactly. And it was not aligning with my personal idea of what I wanted success to look like. And so I had to walk, I had to take myself through the process of really letting go of giving myself permission to let go of the idea of success that was being spoon fed to me. That's how belief systems are created. Right. They're just kind of indoctrinated into and really I had to spend some time thinking about, okay, what is it that I want? How would I define success? And it's, really a freeing process to go to go through and do that and we have to make time for that kind of thinking so when we're talking about or when you're saying our your own ideal of success we're going back to thriving and going against it's not going against the pack because we were talking about you know safety in the pack and not being authentic to yourself or me saying it's not authentic to me but there are ideas and thoughts that are in the pack right that work mm -hmm. and then you start adding your own flavors and your own things that you're like oh this is right for me and suddenly showing up as yourself allows other people that really like you or like what you're doing or like what you're saying or like your product that you're building that you tweaked that better mouse trap right whatever it is and they're like oh that's so different let's start going to them yes and in this process and i know that you know what i'm talking about because you and i have um reached out to one another on a number of occasions when we start to change things, it's not like, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm just going to start thinking differently and being different and all of these things. I mean, you and I both know that there are those moments of resistance where we know where we want to go. And yet we, it's almost like this, this, this wall or this something comes up, there's a gap and it's like, <gasps> I don't know. I don't know if I can get there and, and we stop. And if people understood, or I want people to understand that that resistance, it's almost like it's asking you, are you sure you really want this? Because it's right on the other side of that resistance. It's right on the other side. You've got to push through that. And there is a reason why it is there. It's almost like, the subconscious is saying, okay, I'm going to be on board with you. I'm going to support you and we're going to move through this, but I want to know that you're serious is kind of how I frame that. And so that resistance is really, you know, you, you said it, we got to work through that. And that's why I love you, Greg, because I know that I can always call you up and What's say, up, I, I've, <laughs> I've hit a wall. I've hit a wall. I can feel but it in I my think body. That's the universe saying, Hey, what are you willing to do? Yes. And I sometimes flip it to the old belief system and I go, well, who am I if I don't do this? Mm -hmm. Am I going to become that person that I was unhappy with or that I wasn't fulfilled with? Or is it going to, am I going to let this stop me? Or let's say it's such a wall that you go, okay, what's the best way to break it down maybe going over, under, around, because that's what we always try to do. But then you can look at it from a different perspective 
and then go through it because it's always about going through whatever it is. And it's always scarier than in our imagination and stuff than the actual reality mm. of doing whatever it is. Yes. But I go back and I go back to the same question that we started with. What does it mean to you or what does it mean to us or me, whatever, to thrive? Do you have a, we explained so much stuff, right? Yeah. But for you personally, what does it mean for you to thrive? So the thought that came to mind. Yes. You know, I'm thinking of the acronym of fear. <laughs> Forget everything and react. Forget everything and run. And I, it was interesting because I, there's, there are so many different acronyms for fear. And I was curious, I was like, okay, so where, where, where are all the acronyms for the direct opposite of fear? And the direct opposite of fear for me is love. And I couldn't find one. So I made one up. Okay. You want to hear it? Yes, I do. <laughs> Let omnipotence vibrate everywhere. And before you go in. I want a definition of omnipotence. The all-powerful. Okay. And it's omnipotence, omniscience, and omnipresence. Okay. So it is this the the intelligence, the universal intelligence that is wanting us to thrive. Omnipotence is all powerful. Omniscience is all knowing. Omnipresence is everywhere present. There is nowhere in life where this this substance, this this intelligence, is not present. Is not present. And so I use that acronym for myself, let omnipotence vibrate everywhere because I want to, I want to feel it. I want to, it's, it, it's closing my eyes and reminding myself I'm intelligent. I'm, I'm, I'm brilliant. This is coded into me. This is part of my, this is part of my DNA. This is what life wants for me. And sometimes I have to, um, take a moment and, and really stomp my foot and say, stop, stop the BS. Stop the belief system and go to that place and say, let me remember who I am. And that acronym of love, let omnipotence vibrate everywhere. It's just a super good reminder for me because it gives me something to focus my attention on and just interrupt those, those strong belief systems that really sometimes just kind of intrude and giving myself a, a moment to just change all of that up and decide if this is true and it's a choice, you get to choose what you believe is true. And in those moments when I choose to believe that uh, omnipotence, omniscience, omnipresence is, is everywhere and that includes me, that there is a, a brilliance and an intelligence within me and that life wants me to succeed. And if that is my truth, if that is what I believe now, how do I have to move forward from there? So you asked me what my yeah. definition of, of thriving is, and that's kind of it in a nutshell. Yeah, that's beautiful actually. And I, you know, I'm going to steal that. Because <laughs> you can because borrow it, borrow it, borrow it. <laughs> I got permission, so it's borrowed, not stolen. <laughs> so, um, we, and that's like, it's almost like a description already of what I was 
or what I feel is thriving. I talked about individuality. That's always been really um, big for me, even before I realized that's what it was, which means our freedom to be ourselves and our uniqueness and letting those people around us, accepting. We got to learn how to accept as much as give. And it's all about balance. You know, you, you get all this Eastern philosophy about balance. I'm like, balance, balance, when I was growing up. What do you mean balance? Oh, you know, young son, balance, all the movies and things. And then I realized it really is. It's not too much of one thing or too much of another. And it's really about finding that I'm happy, I'm not, I'm this. And it's all a part of a whole encompassing journey of emotion and thought. And I, I, I come from... Here's where we live here, and I'm, I'm patting myself on my chest. Here's in your heart, in your soul. Here's where we live, right? And our mind is just a tool. Yes. And I talk about this in some sessions about we we take our self, our soul, who we are, and train our mind, which we're talking about, our belief systems. And so when you talk about love of that acronym, it for me it's accepting family, accepting where you are, who you are, going back to that whole acceptance, and then developing and growth of yourself from there. And accepting all of those emotions and all of that love and all of that and the changes that come along with it. Because so many of us don't want change. Yes. Even if we're miserable, we're afraid of change. Because it's familiar. It's familiar. You know, you know, it just popped in my head, which has nothing to do with the topic and everything to do with the topic about dating and things like that. We date what's familiar and we end up marrying people like our family or father or mother that were like, ah, they're just like my parent. And <laughs> yeah. Because it was so lovely when we first met, they get me. <laughs> I just, I know it's a little side yeah. note, but it's so weird. Um, so familiarity. So yeah, it's about being that unique self and accepting of yourself. Well, and in that acceptance, in my mature years now, I have come to realize that it is not my job to force someone to accept me. Right. And so I have to be able to accept that some people might not accept me. And it... Okay, go ahead. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, but it's not, so it's not my job to make sure that everybody is accepting of me. My job is to continue on my path and find those people that will accept me, that do love me and appreciate me for who I am. And if there are people who don't like that, okay. What those people think of me who can't accept me. It's really none of my business. None of your business. It's, none of your business. I, I got I got my life to to lead. I have my life to live. I'm gonna go out and 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 live it and and say, all right, um, that's okay. You don't accept me. I'm good with it. And that's why it's so important to know who you are. Because when you know who you are, that's when you can and not walk away from those people in a huff and a puff. It's just like, oh, okay, okay. that's great. So we're we're not going to play on the playground together. So I'm going to go and find some other friends to play with. And you know what that allows, though, when we're talking about thriving in life is, hey, we don't have the same opinion. 
and we know who we are. If we know who we are, we can have conversation and not have to agree. Yes. Which yeah. is really an amazing thing to be able to get other viewpoints. And then you get to say, wait a minute, is this just because it's not part of my belief system yet? Or is it something that I do not want in my belief system? So Again, so, it goes back to choice, right? Yes. Did you just actually say we can have a conversation and not agree? Yes. Oh my We do God. that. Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> such a concept nowadays, right? Yeah, yeah. You can actually maybe, and what I'm hearing you say is, what would it be like to approach people with curiosity instead of judgment? And and be be daring mm. enough, be courageous enough to explore this. Like, what is that belief system, and how did they get there? And 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 I get it. I get it. It's I I know that I, I I'm of course the. I'm speaking to the choir here, preaching to the choir, because working with clients, it's super easy for me to be curious. Right. When Absolutely. It, when it when it's when it's family or when it's close friends or when it's when it's more um, intimate or personal, intimate, personal, emotional, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, it gets a little more difficult well, to I be agree curious. With you. Wait, I agree with you. I'm agreeing with you. Yes. And what it is is almost like um, poking at your, what's the word for it? Your triggers or whatever yeah. people want to call them these days that should say, hey, that's a signal. What is, why is that bothering me? Not making someone else change because it bothers mm. me, right? It's, you know what? All of this about thriving, self-acceptance, taking personal responsibility for your feelings, your thoughts, your uh, uh, BS, <laughs> and your belief system, that may not be the same, and just and moving forward with where you want to go. And I will add to that, for me, it is all about moving from a place of hardship to a place of love um, and knowing knowing my my nature that intelligence the brilliance that life wants me to succeed not just me life wants really everything in life to thrive and succeed i believe and i that has been a process to move from into that life wants me to succeed that was a, a big leap for me to make. And for me personally, it's so important when we talk about thriving. You know, you were saying that and I, it popped in my head, your words, and I go, we're all just crooked palm trees <laughs> pretending to be straight. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, thank you very much, Greg, for bringing it full <laughs> circle. So there are a number of things I realized that I referenced. So you can go to my provider page on Thrive 360 and find the, the butterfly session find the let omnipotence vibrate everywhere. I believe that session is called the antidote to fear session. And um, there's a bunch of other sessions too that you might find of interest. And Greg, you've got your provider page. I do have my provider page and you're gonna scroll through all of that and just check it out and see what you like and see what resonates with you and enjoy. Yes. 
This was great fun. I know. Yeah, thanks so much for being here. And have a great week, month, day, year, life. Thrive. Thrive, yes.